You're listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. To the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. I'm KC. Hello, welcome back after another week's break. Uh, apologies for that, but our guest last week cancelled and we weren't able to get uh, another guest to fill in. And so we apologize, but we're back with a brand new interview, a brand new show, brand new episode of the Sega Lounge. I hope you've all been doing great. I hope you've been enjoying some video games as well. Uh, I know I have. And um, this week we have a very interesting kind of show because it's not really your usual uh, type of episode of the Sega Lounge. So this week we have an interview, uh, of course. It's uh, an interview with Ryan from the Sonic 2 HD team. And Ryan will be talking a bit about uh, the project and what you can expect from uh, the brand new demo releasing uh, a couple of days from now on Saturday. So get excited for that. But it's a shorter than usual interview. And uh, to make up for that, we have a brand new segment. Well, to be fair, it's not exactly a brand new segment. It's something that was supposed to be a brand new segment. So it's an idea I had uh, a few months back of having... Um, musicians from around the community to share uh, their favorite video game compositions and what kind of pieces of music influence their work and their lives and so we'll be doing one of those the, let's call it a trial run by Steve aka OSC aka Opus Science Collective so get excited for that that's something you know uh, airing in a bit we also have the news uh, and we've got Memories of Sega. So lots of great content for uh, this week's show. So get hyped. I hope you join us on Discord, radiosej slash Discord, or tweet at Radio Sega using the hashtag the Sega Lounge uh, during the show. And, you know, uh, chat with us, chat with other people on Discord. Let us know what you think of this episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. So let's get started with the news. This week... And actually, for the next few weeks, Shadid won't be around for the news desk. Um, he's he's busy with college life and you know moving and stuff like that. So you know, a big shout out to Shadid and thank you for bringing us the news every week for the past uh, twenty episodes, actually, of the Sega Lounge. But uh, this week we have uh, an amazing replacement, I think. So let's hear it for our new sweet soul brother maybe, with this week's News Desk. News Desk. Hello and welcome to this week's News Desk. I'm Shadid. No, no, I'm not. I'm KC. Shadid's not here, but, you know, there's news, so let's get on with the show. This week we've got Sonic Forces, Atlas News, some Kickstarter news, and a little tidbits of information in between as well. <laughs> Let's start with some Sonic Forces news. 
Sega has started pre-orders of the digital bonus edition of Sonic Forces for PS4 and Xbox One. The digital bonus edition will also include the previously announced Sega and Atlas Pack add-on, which includes a variety of in-game outfit items and accessories to recreate the look of five Sega or Atlas icons for your hero character. Sega also revealed that there will be an episode Shadow add-on available starting on launch day. The episode Shadow add-on focuses on the mysterious backstory between Shadow and Infinite and includes an additional three Shadow stages plus the ability to replay as Shadow in over 10 modern Sonic stages. The episode Shadow add-on will be free to everyone who purchases Sonic Forces, including those that have already pre-ordered the physical editions. On top of that, if you pre-order the digital bonus edition, you'll also receive a Shadow costume for your hero character. Last weekend, at the Tokyo Games Show, Sega announced a partnership with Hooters, a restaurant chain better known by its voluptuous waitresses than by its food. This seems to be limited to Japan and we'll see Sonic Forces being promoted in a few Hooters locations. I can't wait for Episode Rouge to be announced featuring a special Hooters costume. Come on, you know you want it, perverts. In the meantime, Sega has also revealed a new stage for Sonic Forces, Casino Forest, a stage which gives a nod to the iconic Casino Night Zone. Alongside the announcement, Sega released a video showcasing classic Sonic in Casino Forest. Fans were quick to either get overly excited or just outright bash the level design for having too many rings or not enough badniks. We'll be here come November 7th to share our thoughts on the game when we've played it. Atlas has revealed Dragon's Crown Pro for the PlayStation 4. The game will be presented in 4K resolution and will support crossplay with users on the PlayStation 3 and PS Vita. The soundtrack is set to be re-recorded by a live orchestra and the Japanese release will also include English voices. And now for some good news. Atlas issued a copyright strike to an emulator company called RPCS3. RPCS3 is an early work-in-progress open-source PS3 emulator and was promoting Persona 5 as one of the games being emulated. Atlas's main reason on why they put the claim up is because they didn't want first-time players of the series to play on a system where there are multiple framerate drops and crashes. However, they are aware of the amount of people who want Persona 5 for PC, so maybe that's good news for PC gamers? <laughs> Going back to Tokyo Game Show, Sega has revealed that Yakuza Kiwami 2, scheduled for a Japanese release on December 7th, will include Virtual Fighter 2 and Virtual On as fully playable games. Whether these will be the arcade versions or the Saturn ports is yet to be announced. That being said, I for one am excited to be able to play these classics in Kiwami 2. Fantasy Star 2! Wait, wait, don't get excited just yet. During the latest Nintendo Direct stream, which aired two weeks ago, it was announced that Fantasy Star Online 2 Cloud is coming to Nintendo Switch in Japan. Yes, Japan. This will be a free-to-play game with microtransactions. Not much else is known about the project at this point other than a tentative 2018 release. I didn't ask Sega, but I'm guessing there are no news regarding a Western release for now. Meaning, ever. <laughs> Sega Dreamcast Collected Works, the Kickstarter campaign for a new awesome book by read-only memory we mentioned in the last episode, has been funded already. 
At the time of this recording, 1,810 backers have pledged over £95,800 to support the project, with 14 days to go. Expect some news about this book in a future episode of the SEGA Lounge. Finally, and speaking of Kickstarter, Senile Team, responsible for the Beats of Rage game and engine, as well as Rush Rush Rally, are back with a new Dreamcast title. We've covered this in the past, but now the team is trying to fund the game through Kickstarter. Titled Intrepid Easy, this old-school HD platformer is being developed for the Dreamcast and PC, with the possibility of a PS4 version if a stretch goal is reached. It looks great and fun, and the team is looking to get 35,000 euros by October 27th. At the time of this recording, 97 people already backed the campaign by pledging about 7,200 euros. That's it for the news desk. I've been Shedded, I mean, I've been KC, and you can follow me at KC Radio Man on Twitter, or just you know, follow Radio Sega at Radio Sega. Back to you, KC. News desk. Thanks, KC. Really love what you did there. Don't know why. Anyway, that was the news desk of the week. Next week we have more news, so stay tuned for that. But for now, let's play some music. And when we come back, we have an interview with Ryan from the Sonic 2 HD team. Keep it here, this is the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24 7. Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to the Sega Lounge right here on Radio Sega. And this week we have an awesome interview. We have uh, Ryan with us. Uh, hello, Ryan. Hi, thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. It's great to have you here. So, Ryan, uh, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? So, you're involved with a, a very interesting project uh, called Sonic 2 HD. So, uh, before we get into that, would you like to tell us a bit about your yourself, your history with video games, with, with the Sonic franchise, with Sega? Sure. I've been a big Sonic fan going back quite some time, all the way to the originals, and that's a lot of where I get my passion from gaming in general from. My first two games were Super Mario Bros. 3 and, of course, Sonic 2, and it's all history from there. I got the bug and I've never looked back. <laughs> Awesome. So are you involved with uh, video game developing uh, or development in any way in your professional life? Not in my professional life. I thought I was going to be back when Sonic 2 HD got started up, but life took a different turn. Okay, okay. So, but, it, you know, a as a hobby at least. Oh, most definitely. Yes, awesome. Okay. So what would you say, apart from the obvious Sonic 2, what would you say are you know, your favorite games uh, of all time? <laughs> <laughs> Always that's a hard a, question. That's a tough one. It's, it's hard not to yeah. be trite, but <laughs> I'd have to go back to a, a lot of the, the, the Genesis and, and Super Nintendo classics. Sonic 3 and, and Knuckles is always a, a go-to since that's definitely one of the pinnacles there for me, but some of the, the SNES classics, uh, Super Metroid for sure, getting the exploration in there is huge yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Any any more recent stuff that you've been playing or you know really stands out for you? I can't get enough of Horizon Zero Dawn lately. I absolutely love that game. Ah, I'm still missing out on that one. <laughs> need to it's get it. Amazing. Yeah, need to get it sometime soon. I was gonna get it, but then you know stuff happened so I've been holding out on that one well we'll need to check it out soon okay awesome and so how did you get involved with uh, the Sonic 2 HD project well, this is going way back nearly 10 years back in late spring of 2009 is when Sonic 2 HD as a project got started mm -hmm. we prefer now to think of that more as a, a test run for where the project is now. It was really back in June of 2014 that the project was rebooted. We developed our current staff roster and things really began to shape up well for us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's been a long time. So have you been involved with the project since the beginning? Very nearly. I wasn't in there on day one, but within a few months of hearing about it, I became very involved. Okay. So what's your current role uh, in, in the team and in the development of S2HD? I act as the project manager for Sonic 2HD, coordinating our staff, our development goals, and making sure that when we get started on a certain task that focus is drawn to that one, along with general quality control for both the artistic and the musical sides. Okay, so the boss man, in other words. <laughs> I'm not the boss. Both Vincent and myself are the project leadership for this. Vincent is our project leader and our lead character artist. Okay. Anytime you see a character frame in motion, it is from Vincent's very capable hands. Mm -hmm. 
awesome. And so we'll get into the team in, in a bit. But um, so obviously, you know, people, I think, get the gist of it by, by the name or from the name. So Sonic 2 HD. But would you like to just, you know, um, in, in a few words, uh, tell us what, what your goal is with making this, you know, this updated Sonic uh, version of Sonic 2? Sure, we've seen a lot of games that have had a new coat of paint, so to say, thrown on them recently, and Sonic 2 HD aims to go above and beyond that. We're looking to approach Sonic 2 as if the original development team had all the tools that are accessible today in terms of game development. Obviously, we want to make the most polished, absolutely beautiful version of Sonic 2 that we can, but we want it to be a touchstone for a generation. We want this to be a game where people who play the original say, yes, this is exactly like I remember, but this is what the truest form of this game can be. And we're also looking to reach out to people who aren't familiar with the original games. Some people who may have experienced 2D Sonic in Sonic Mania for the first time, and now looking at Sonic 2 going, well, okay, but they want to have something that looks prettier. That's where Sonic 2 HD can fit in and present the best possible experience of the Sonic 2 game. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, and what a time it is for for people to you know to get into this, right? So, with Sonic Mania just out, absolutely, right? So, um, and are you are you getting um, you know? Uh, so, who is part of the team? By the way, let's start with that. So, who is? Would you like to do just? Tell us a bit about who's who's on board and who's doing what. Well, in the interest of time, we've got a 20-person team, so I'll keep okay. that brief. <laughs> Vincent and myself are the project leadership. Mm-hmm. From there, we have our team divided into the programmers, artists, social media, quality assurance. We have a lot of different people in many different areas. About half of our team is artists. We have a five-person programmer staff. We have a a very talented engine coder who built the engine that Sonic 2 HD, Sonic Orca, is what we call it, runs on internally. And then we have a remaining handful of folks who have done some truly impressive things for us on the social media side. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, What about the music, since that's, you know, something big for us here at Radio Sega? Oh, it's definitely one of the biggest parts of Sonic 2 HD. You can't have an amazing game without having an amazing soundtrack to go with it, so we're really studying what made the original track so special, and we were very, very blessed to have the talents of T. Lopez working with us a few years ago. He set a lot of the basic direction in place, and now our current musician, Tony Lays is doing a phenomenal job as well. You're going to see an evolution of the original musical style that T set up in what Tony is doing for us now, and there's just some great things that he has planned that I can't wait for everyone to hear. Awesome, awesome. That sounds great. So, what can people expect from from Sonic 2 HD uh, uh, when it comes to you know when comparing the the, the original version of the game with with this new? Uh, remastered version if I can say so myself so can people explain like a one to ex- expect a one-to-one transition from from the the original version to the HD version will you guys be taking a few liberties with you know, level design to update it a bit for 
this this new age of video games or whatever, or, or is it exactly you know faithful, completely faithful to the original? We want it to be faithful with the added goal that if Sonic 2 HD was made today, what could be done with it? So that means not just being a one-to-one -one faithful recreation. Obviously we want to have elements in there that if someone is speedrunning the game, they can feel very comfortable with it. But beyond that, we also want the game to have a flow that it may not have been capable of in the 90s. So if that means some new level assets, some new design in there, I'm not wanting to spoil things before our demo is out, <laughs> much less the, the remnants of the game, but we think we've included some things that people are going to be very pleasantly surprised by. Mm -hmm. So there's new stuff, that's what you're saying. People can expect new stuff. We definitely have new stuff, and it'll be evident from the, the very moment that someone plays the demo. Okay, excellent. So there were there were a few, uh, you know, um, so you guys ran into a few obstacles. Uh, you know, along the years, and so you've been uh, working on, I believe, a new version of Sonic 2 HD. Is is this the is the the new um, the engine that you're working on, the Orca engine? Is that something new, or was that something that you've been working on since the beginning? No, Sonic Orca is a brand new engine. The only things that Sonic 2 HD and its current build have in common with its original mm -hmm. are a lot of the assets that you'd see for the very first level, Emerald Hill. Everything okay. above and beyond that is brand new, and the game is running so much better as a result of that extra time and attention. Okay, so uh, and, and so that that's that. I think it's evident to to look at you know more, more recent videos, even this new teaser video that you released a few weeks ago. I think it's evident that there's been um, an, an increase in you know graphically, an improvement graphically. I think uh, I think it runs more smoothly. It seems. Not sure if, if, the game is if it's true. much, much more optimized now. Mm -hmm. We're still pushing it downward in terms of what kind of platforms we can support, but we're extremely confident that anyone with a PC within, say, the last three to four years should be able to run this game very well. Now, we're saying that with the caveat of in reason, because this is a modern game. We are looking at this as a modern game with relatively modern requirements, so... If you're able to play a high-definition game currently, we want you to have a really good experience playing Sonic 2 HD. Awesome. So that's that's something to look forward to, I'm, I'm sure. Um, so one of the things I, I've told people that this week we'd be having someone on the show uh, related to Sonic 2 HD. And one of the things that people actually asked uh, was, uh, aren't you worried, aren't you concerned about Sega, you know, pulling the plug on this project at some point. <laughs> All I'll say on that note is Sega has done a phenomenal job making sure that people who are creating fan content are comfortable being as creative as they possibly can, getting their, if not their products out, but getting their creations out so that everyone can enjoy them. Aaron Weber's done a phenomenal job on the Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter, not just in making it engaging, but in making sure everyone knows Sega is really embracing the fan community in a way that very few other companies have. So I think that we're going to be in good shape. 
Okay, that's a, that's a good answer there. I think <laughs> a bit cryptic, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, people who are concerned about something like that happening, so you know, Sega doing a Nintendo or something on on Sonic 2 HD, can you know sleep easy tonight, right? These days, Sega is far friendlier than Nintendo when it comes to fan games, and we are all extremely grateful for that. Okay, excellent. That's good. So, as you as you said, there there is a demo coming of the game, right? Soon. So you've teased something a few weeks ago. Anything you'd like to you know to uh, talk about when it comes to this upcoming demo? As it is a demo, I want to make sure that everyone knows this is not going to be a complete game. We are going to be including the levels that were seen in the trailer that we released, and of those levels. I'd like to have everyone keep in mind that this is going to represent the kind of evolution that Sonic 2 HD has gone through so far. You're going to see at least one level that is going to have a level of polish that we're hoping will just blow the minds of everyone who plays it, and you're going to see some things in the first level that look very reminiscent of what we've called internally our alpha release from a few years back. Mm -hmm. We want people to know this is where Sonic 2 HD is heading. And nothing that you see right now is final. Everything is still being developed. Nothing is completely set in stone. And we are looking for feedback. If there's things that people are going, well, this could be a little bit better here or there. We're listening to that. That's why we have our social media up, and we take it very seriously. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, what what are the levels that people will be able to play? Is that something that you can tell us? Sure. People can expect to see Emerald Hill Zone. They can expect to see Hilltop Zone, and they can expect to see Chemical Plant Zone. Okay, awesome. So, um, and you're expecting people to you know to share their feedback and their opinions and suggestions on this new demo, demo 2.0, right? That's what we're calling it. Yeah. Okay. So, how can people do that? So, the, since you you brought that up, how can people do that? You mentioned social media. How can people find? Uh, the Sonic 2 HD team. We are on the Sonic 2 HD page on Facebook, but in addition to that, we also have a YouTube page. You can look for Sonic 2 HD there as well. And on both of those, we have links to our other social media platforms on Twitter, on Tumblr, and on Blogspot. Awesome. So we'll share those links for people on the the podcast version, on the recording version of the show. So if you're listening to that, just click the description, and uh, the description will take you right to those those links and those websites where you can you know share some some info, some feedback uh, on the demo. So when is the demo going to be available? The demo will be live on September 30th. That is this coming Saturday from when we're recording, and we cannot wait for everyone to play it. Yes. So two days from now, when people are listening to this on Thursday, so two days from now, people can expect to, uh, you know, get their hands on Sonic 2 HD Demo 2.0. Uh, any times for the for that yet, or not exactly? Not yet. We have a lot of work that we're doing in these last few days leading up. A lot of bug fixing and polishing, but the game will most definitely be available on September 30th. Awesome, excellent. That's that's some good news right there. So, uh, tell me something, uh, Ryan. Um, any any plans for for the future? So, have you guys 
you know, set like a, a, a you know a final release date for for the actual finished product or not really is it is it too soon for that we are much too soon for that we're in a place now where we finally have a great pipeline for our coders our artists and our animators to all work together and we're not looking to rush this mm -hmm. obviously we know that sonic 2hd has taken a long time to come together and realistically it's going to take us a decent period of time to get a final product together what we'd like to do going forward is not just have a demo and then have people wait years for the final game to be put together we're going to be doing this in phases there are going to be additional releases that have more levels and more content included along the way i don't know right now when we'll be doing the next release after that but we'll certainly be announcing it on facebook and on youtube once we have those next timelines available but it's not going to be years and years out in the future we're looking at a pretty quick development schedule moving forward mm -hmm. that's good news that's good news so uh, that leads us to to another question that people you know ask me when i announced that you'd be coming on the show this week uh, so apart from being concerned about sega pulling the plug on the project they are also concerned about uh, this you know never never seeing the finished product uh, never seen the light of day so you guys you know just quitting on the project or something can you you know tell people something about that reassure them somehow i can understand people saying that but sonic 2 hd has been alone for a long time and it's not going anywhere both myself and vincent have been working on this all the way back to 2009 and we're just as passionate about it now as we ever have been. If anything, we're more excited with the staff that we have now than we ever have been. We have so many talented people working with us on a daily basis. So Sonic 2HD is not going away, folks. It's only getting better from here. Okay, so it's it's on on tape. So not really on tape, but it's recorded. So it, it's a guarantee. Uh, awesome stuff, Ryan. So tell me something else. Um, you've you've you guys had a lot of people you know uh, working with you guys on on this project for the past few years um are you still looking for uh contribution from anyone in in the community is there anything people can do if they wish to you know just help out with the project the single best area that anyone can help out with is to play the demo many many times we want to make sure that this is a great game for everyone in, in terms of the gameplay experience and if there's anything that people see that's wrong with it be that a, a bug or something that they would feel isn't on the spot we'd certainly want to know about that we're not looking for additional team members at the moment whenever we do need to have another position filled we'll get a recruitment post out through our social media outlets just like we have up to this point so keep an eye on facebook there Awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, um, Ryan, anything you'd like to to add, uh, you know, to tell the fans of Sonic 2 HD for people as well that are listening about this for the first time and are just, you know, anxious to get their hands on the demo uh, this Saturday? Absolutely. Yes. We've been overwhelmed by the response that we've seen across our social media platforms since we had our trailer for the demo go live recently. And we cannot thank you guys enough for that without the support of the fans and people saying, wow, this is something that I need to have. We wouldn't be able to make this 
take place. So thank you so much to everyone. Please continue to give us your feedback. We take it very seriously and we look forward to repaying that many times over. Awesome stuff. So Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the Sega Lounge. Um, all the best for this uh, demo 2.0 release. Uh, hopefully we can get you back on, on Radio Sega sometime soon to talk about demo 3.0 perhaps who knows uh, <laughs> and and hopefully we can have you soon on Radio Sega to talk about you know the Sonic 2 HD the complete version of, of the Thank game. Thank you very much for having me I appreciate it. <laughs> awesome stuff and so we'll take a quick music break we'll be right back with more on the Sega Lounge and we'll play exactly one of your requests one of your uh, musical requests so keep it here this is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega Radio Sega. Playing the best Sega music 24-7. Hey guys, I'm Steve aka OSC and I'm here to talk about my personal top three video game soundtracks. 
When I was asked to do this, I thought it was a great idea. However, I've actually been really struggling to narrow things down to three. Um, it's going to be more like three with a few honourable mentions along the way because there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. Anyway, so firstly, to get the ball rolling, we'll go back to my early days and probably really my first real video gaming love, which was Sonic the Hedgehog. You don't need me to tell you how highly regarded the music on this game is. But as an impressionable kid whose only experience of music at this time was listening to his parents' music in the car and like music on TV, Saturday morning cartoons, that sort of stuff, you can understand why Masato Nakamura's work on Sonic was just so significant and, and impacting. Every tune on this game is unquestionably a banger. However, one that seemed to always strike an extra resonance with me was Starlight Zone. It's kind of happy, it's uplifting, yeah, it's chilled, it's open and spacious sounding, and it complemented the visuals so perfectly. I mean, they do on every level in that game, but something in this level was extra special. Anyway, it helped whisk you away to the depths of your imaginations and what it would be like to live in Sonic's world. So, Starlight Zone. Okay, up next we're going to step away from consoles and into the arcade. Those of you old enough to remember the late 80s and early 90s will remember just how important the arcade scene was to youth culture and gamers. Arcades were like video game expos open all year round for you to check out whatever awesome tech was likely to be available in your living room in the years to come. The game that blew minds enabled arcades to stay commercially viable in the early 90s during the 16-bit console boom and generally go on to shape the entire fighting genre of video games was of course Street Fighter 2. I remember walking into a social club my parents frequented on a sunny day in 1991 and seeing a Street Fighter 2 cab in the corner and that was it. I was a fan for life, to this day an absolute Street Fighter fanboy. Won't, won't settle for anything less, no other fighting game does it. I love this game and I used to pester my dad no end for coins to put in this machine and just smash through it, try and play with all the different characters, get as far as you could, check out all the levels, sometimes putting in extra credits and registering two players just so I could keep going past the players I couldn't beat, you know. The characters, the levels, the controls, the mood and atmosphere created by the scenery the scenarios and the music, it's unrivaled. The music for this game is composed by the brilliant Yoko Shimomura. But for me, it wasn't until we were lucky enough to get the special champion edition on the Mega Drive that I discovered the later levels. I was never good enough on the arcade version to get to the bosses, okay? Because I was just a little kid. Um, 
I was so impressed with Balrog's stage, the Las Vegas lights, the dancing girls in the back, and you know, it, it was all so seedy. It's like something from an American gangster film or something. Um, but the music, the music was cool. It was interesting. The, it resonated because it was funky, it was fast paced, but there was a melodic quality to the tune as well and some lovely harmonic counter melodies and nice syncopated call and response between the lead melody and these brass-like infills. Anyway, that's enough about me and what I thought of that. Just check it out for yourself. Before I get on to my final choice, we need to give some honourable mentions. As I already mentioned, the music of video games was a huge part of the soundtrack of my childhood. As an adult, I've loved being able to actually locate and collect these soundtracks, and I listen to them as much as I listen to commercially re released music by, you know, regular household names, famous artists and all that. Um, the influence of this, these game soundtracks on my own musical taste and my own musical creativity as a working musician is as significant as any non-game related music. Um, so honourable mention, stick them with the Mega Drive for a moment um, because that was for a long time the main console in our house. There's obviously Yuzo Koshido who did Streets of Rage and that's a big one for me. Then there's Mark Miller who did the Kid Chameleon soundtrack. Katsuhiro Hayashi who did Super Hang On. We also had a master system and I have to mention Shinichi Sakamoto who did Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap. Pierre-André Athane and Pascal Perino who did the sublime flashback soundtrack.
And of course, there's all the work by the Sega Sound team and Sonic team on Sonic 3 and other games as well. I really could go on. Yes, I know, it's Radio Sega and you're listening to Super Mario Kart's intro theme, but we have to go there. Uh, Koji Kondo, what a legend. Um, He has the golden touch. He's kind of the John Williams of video games to an extent. If he does the score, you know it's just going to be sublime. And his catalogue is vast. The stuff he's done for Nintendo is renowned so i'm not going to put super mario music in here but just so you know as time went by i ended up buying a snares and super mario world and yoshi's island were big deals as was mario kart the music on those games is phenomenal and i love it and even to this day like things like the, the the orchestral work on mario galaxy is just some of the best i rate it up there with the likes of Joe Hisaishi and his the scores he does for Studio Ghibli films and stuff. I think it's absolutely brilliant. But sticking with the snares, we're going to play out with F-Zero. And you know F-Zero was released right early on as one of the sort of re- release titles with the snares. Its sole purpose was basically to say, look how technically advanced this console is. It had all the mode set. It was a mode 7 showcase. It showed off all those cool graphical things that the snares could do that Sega kind of didn't quite do with its Mega Drive. But I mean, we all know Sega did what Nintendo don't, right? But um, in all seriousness, F-Zero was really impressive. Now the music for F-Zero is composed by Naoto Ishida and Yumiko Kanki. We're gonna play out with Port Town from F-Zero on the Super Nintendo, sorry Radio Sega. But yeah, we're going there, I'm afraid. This is all round video game musical influences and you can't deny there's some good stuff there on the snares too. Anyway, um, thanks for putting up with me for the last 10 or 12 minutes or so. I think I've gone over a bit. Oops, sorry, Casey. Um, I'm Steve, otherwise known as OSC. OSC is an abbreviation for Opus Science Collective. Just google it you'll you'll find my stuff if you're interested if you want to hear my remixes or or the original material or anything like that opus science collective throw it into google it'll probably send you to Bandcamp or soundcloud or facebook or twitter Uh, i'm sure casey will be kind enough to tweet my um twitter handle or one of my Bandcamp pages or, or soundcloud or something when this show airs anyway so if you're paying attention to the radio sega twitter or he can stick something in discord um Thanks for listening and enjoy a little bit of cheeky Nintendo music on Radio Sega for the next two minutes. Bye.
week a different guest, Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. From the 90s to the present, take a trip back in time with A Winner Was You as he looks back at the Sega games that defined his life. Memories of Sega. Released on the Mega Drive in 1993, Rocket Knight Adventures is a platformer developed by Konami. Following a range of arcade conversions and licensed games, this would be the first all-new IP the company would release on the system, and boy was it one to remember. Taking clear inspiration from the awesome 1991 movie for Rocketeer, as well as the classic 50s serials that inspired said movie, the main gimmick of Rocket Knight Adventures saw our marsupial protagonist, Sparkster, able to boost forward using his rocket pack. This was used to do additional damage to enemies as well as bounce off walls to reach new places. Throwing a few uh, shoot 'em up segments as well as a variety of clever and unique stage gimmicks and impressive boss battles and you have another of the Mega Drive's very best games. I'm pretty sure the first time I saw this game was in an issue of Me Machine Sega as a news article. The next issue had a full blown preview and I thought it looked pretty damn sweet. The issue after that had an actual review, and it was clear they loved it. The other reviews were also positive, though not as glowing as the one in Me Machine Sega. As I didn't have a Mega Drive at the time, it wasn't a game I was going to be playing anytime soon, so it faded away from my memory for a little while. Then, the next year I saw the sequel, simply named Sparkster, in action for the Super Nintendo. I was really impressed with it, to the extent that it made me want to play the original game, which I now could do thanks to the fact I had a Mega Drive of my very own. So I asked for the game for Christmas, and I got it. Best of all, I had a shiny new colour TV to play it on after a few years of having to put up with the black and white one. Results? It didn't take too long to get to the to uh, get used to the controls. The hardest thing about them was using the rocket pack and even that was simple to do. With that, I got into the meat of the game and loved the sheer variety of the levels. One stage had you having to jump behind waterfalls in order to progress further, while another had you uh, crossing a cave with a constantly rising and falling lava pool, where you would eventually have to use your own reflection in the pool in order to see some of the jumps. Very clever. However, even though I was loving the game, I hit a brick wall with stage 5. The stage itself was fairly tricky, but it was the boss that really had me beat. Here, Sparks' rival, Axel Gear, jumps into a mech and chases you, forcing you to run away. You really had to be careful here. One wrong move and it was instant death. Eventually, you would reach your own mech, and suddenly the game became a round of rock'em sock'em robots. However, I just couldn't do this bit, and it got me very frustrated. A few weeks later though, I finally managed to beat him and move on. I completed the game not long after that, but was then told I had to beat hard mode for the ending, so I went back and gave that a shot. Eventually I beat that mode too and unlocked very hard mode. I decided to give that a go sometime after as well, and even managed to beat that one as well. One of the very few times I ever tackled such a difficulty. It's one more difficulty after that. Crazy hard. But that mode kills you in one hit, and only gives you one life and no continues. Since I wasn't good enough to get through the whole game without getting hit, that was not one I was willing to attempt. But still, even trying very hard mode was more than I usually do, and that just showed how good this game was. So, as you may have figured out, I rather like Rocket Light Adventures. It's a great game to look at with lots of colour and personality, while the soundtrack was excellent, one of my favourites on the system in fact. With all the variety and great gameplay, there's plenty to keep you going. Interestingly, the initial difficulties are easy and hard, there's no normal mode. 
The other two are unlocked either by beating the game or using a cheat code. That means when you beat the game, it feels all the more satisfying. This really is one of the best games on the Mega Drive, so if you've never played it, that's a mistake you honestly need to rectify. Memories of Sega have it folks this was the Sega Lounge uh, well, quite a great episode I think uh, really enjoyed that, that chat with Ryan from Sonic 2 HD hope you guys are excited to try out the new demo coming out on Saturday so don't forget to check that out uh, also uh, we had uh, this new segment with Steve OSC uh, let us know what you thought of this do you think this could be a, an interesting segment for future episodes of the Sega Lounge, uh, who do you think we should invite to come on the show and talk about their favorite uh, pieces of music, video game music, and their major influences? Uh, let me know, KC at RadioSega.net, or drop me a DM on Discord, or tweet at KC Radio Man with your suggestions and thoughts on this, uh, you know, tentative on this trial uh, run of a new segment. Also, if you have an idea for a name because it doesn't have a name yet. <laughs> so let it let me know, and we'll see what happens in the future. 
what will indeed happen in the future is other shows on Radio Sega. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Sega Lounge. Don't forget to check out our other live shows. Coming up next tomorrow, Topical Resort returns with Viper at 7 p.m. UK time. Uh, and it's followed by Sega Mixer Drive at 9 p.m. UK time with Rexy. Speaking of which, it's almost that time of the year again when we uh, talk about the Radio Sega Fan Choice uh, Song of the Year and Remix of the Year. And so Rexy has begun to put together uh, the review of the year, the year in review polls for uh, 2017, starting with the winter edition of uh, the year in, re in review. So the poll is now up and uh, you can just check out this nice little recording she put together to talk about, to sum up all the songs you can vote for, for your favorites of the winter remix highlights of Sega Mix Drive. The search is on for the Radio Sega Fan Choice Remix of the Year 2017. On Sega Mix Drive, four different seasonal polls will be available this autumn for fans of the station to have a say on their favorite 10 new remixes per poll. The overall highest voted track in each poll will automatically become a Fan Choice Remix candidate. To have a say, simply fill out the form at radiose.ga forward slash smdwinter. The form will close on the 29th of September at 9pm UK time. For a reminder, these are the tracks available to vote on in the winter selection. First up is Guitar Geek 25, making a fun punk cover out of Casino Park from Sonic Heroes. The Super Mario Castle Brothers made a delicious live jam out of Hydra City Zone Act 2. Toxic Eternity has exactly 8 minutes to escape from Green Forest, the metal cover. Skip Team brought Virtual On into the Dwelling of Duels with a tune that's sweet as Temjin. Pumpkin King brought his piano outside and did a sweeping performance under the starlight. Step Man took Fimbian and Erg to PK to the races at Daytona USA. Let's go away! Ark Impulse to visit Space Harry for their self-titled album, Beyond the Fancy Zone. Lord Panigante hung out with Toad Jam and Earl and plays guitar with a metal groove. Joshua Morsh amplified the smooth and smooth groove as he tackled Chemical Plant Zone. Candy Sai channeled the winter weather for an arrangement of Ice Cap Zone, the Candy Sai remix. Micah can't get enough of Echo the Dolphin and did another attempt on two tides. Ice gave us nearly 9 minutes on epicness, now that is some alien power! Do you ever knew that without the golden axe and safe hands, he's definitely got an axe to grind? Singer in the cafe sold Joe Masashi's new job, Shinobi the Third, Return of the Thief Master. Retrospect to some heat to the dance floor with his arrange of Lava Wave Zone. Amos Dahl heard Amy Rose's romantic wishes and made a piano arrange of Follow Me. Andrew Moniz used the Cavern Ambience to fuel his punk rock cover of Mystic Cave Song. Jim and Jay is the guy we need but don't deserve. Batman's Gotham City Streets, the dance remix. Overshield went through chemical plants himself, trying not to get a chemical burn. 24-7 Streets of Rage remix sailed right into the radio Sega radar, beating on the ship. Metal's first entry of the year is a climatic encounter with Sonic 2's Death Egg Robot. Dusty and Gorda finally put Bug on the map with a medley for the second game, A Bug's Journey. GCJ and Dewey Newt were up for a two-player race in the depths of the Chrome Dome. Set not stacked as earlier this year with some fancy Star 2 synthwave, the Demon Star. Nose Block saw the Springstone slowly return and took the groove to Angel Island Zone. 
seals the set. The first track from Dolly Street CP. His second dreamer. There you have it. Little summary of all the tracks you can vote for for the Sega Mixer Drive Year in Review Winter Poll. So you can get to that by going to radiose.ga forward slash SMD Winter. radiose.ga forward slash SMD Winter. That's it. And don't forget, your if you vote for this one, you'll be also influencing the Radio Sega Fan Choice Remix of the Year contest. So that's something to look forward to as well. If you are curious about any of the people that uh, we had on the show tonight, don't forget to check out the podcast version of this show. It'll be available in the next couple of days and it features uh, in the description all the links for these awesome people and projects. Um, we've got some great guests coming uh, soon to the Sega Lounge, so I hope you get excited for the rest of this season of the show. Um, not much that I can announce right now, but uh, I've been working. I've been working hard to, to get some, some awesome guests. I hope you guys uh, you know, are hyped for that. I know I am. Okay, so it's been fun. Thank you again for listening to the Sega Lounge. We'll be back next week, hopefully. I'm not promising anything because people have been cancelling on me like crazy. Especially community guests. What is wrong with you guys? You're harder to get than, you know, major video game stars. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode. I'll leave you with another track. Another Sonic track. You know, it fits the mood. It fits the spirit of this show. And I've been KC. Thank you so much. I'll see you around. Enjoy the rest of the week. Bye.
miss one of our shows, or want to give it another listen, you can download previous episodes from our media section at radiosega.net or stream them from Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.